Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone, I hope you are well and I hope you enjoyed last three episodes where we are discussing step-by-step technique of full mouth direct adhesive reconstruction. So just to lay out the appointments we have discussed so far, we are discussing a protocol, my protocol of three step to full mouth reconstruction, which is step one is treatment planning, which uh, includes comprehensive assessment, impressions and records, mounting in CRCO, diagnostic wax up and mock up. Step two, which is anterior buildup, which includes upper and lower anterior definitive restoration and posterior temporaries. And step three, which is posterior buildup, which includes posterior definitive, either one arch at a time or one side at a time, protection and maintenance. So far, we've discussed appointment number one, where we are going to do full mouth assessment and treatment planning, give patients some ideas to where we are heading. Appointment number two, which is record taking, or you are going to take good quality impressions, Facebook and CR record using leaf cage or Lucia jig at a correct OVD. And the way you can assess that is by using temporary composite material and raising OVD and assessing that, you know, patient is happy with that. Once patient happy with that, you can assess that increased in OVD by using a ruler. And when you make a leucergic, make sure that the OVD is the same as what you tested in your composite. And then you are going to do appointment number three, which is a mock-up. Appointment three, you are really assessing what you can do. And you are assessing aesthetic, phonetics, shade and occlusion. But more importantly, you're assessing whether you can give patient what they want. Okay, so this is really where you can give patients something realistic expectations. Now, I am all in for digital, you know, mock-up and digital photos and smile design. However, until you put that in patient's mouth, when you're doing palatal buildup and, you know, patient does not have a clue how thick they can be. And, you know, usually patients are quite, you know, they kind of understanding and they understand how this works and they are used to, usually they are okay to getting used to that. However, now and then you get one patient who is really shocked as to how thick they can be because they're used to feeling this worn down palatal uh, surfaces. And as soon as you build them up, they, they kind of get a little bit of shock. So for me, if I am doing a mock-up, I try and do, even if I've done digital wax up, I would take indices of that and I would try that in patient's mouth. I want to give the patient the experience of final result before I start doing anything irreversible. And then appointment number four, you are going to then do review of your mock-up after one to two weeks to assess what you have given patient, whether the patient's happy with that or not. Once that's done, you are moving on to appointment number five, which is step two, which is anterior buildup. In this appointment, you are going to choose from various methods. So you can choose from direct buildup method, which is putty indices, in clear indices, injection molding, smile fast design, or indirect method using composite palatial backing, ceramic gold palatial backing, or crowns, or direct indirect method, where you're going to do buckle veneers in porcelain and then palatal in composite. 
And the advantage of that method is that you get really good aesthetics, but at the same time, the composite of the palatal is against composite of the incisal area of the lower. And that means the wear is much similar on both sides, both teeth. And then appointment number five, once you've done upper and lower anterior buildups, you are going to stabilize posterior teeth by either using GIC stops or you can use shrink fit composites from your wax up. Once that's done, you're going to review patient in appointment number six to assess whether the patient's happy with this. If there are any issues and you think that you're going to need to leave patient in a long-term uh, provisionals or medium-term provisionals, then you can either use a shrink-fitted, so you can use the indices from the wax up, and you can shrink-fit that into onto the tooth if you're using GIC stops, that is, which is my go-to method of stabilizing the posterior teeth on the appointment number five. Because as I said, I'm usually tired and I don't, you know, it's a lot of faff doing it properly. If you want to take indices of the wax up and you want to um, build, you, you want to put posterior, stabilized posterior teeth because you, I want to etch it, make, make sure that they're nice. Once that's done, I want to check occlusion. I want to make sure interproximal areas are nice and clean so patient can use interdental brushes in between. So that does add up to your appointment at least a half an hour or so. And you know, after four, three hours, three and a half, four hours of buildup, um, I might not fancy doing that. So I would, on the day, usually appointment number five, I would put GIC stops. And then appointment number six, I will decide whether I want to change that GIC stops into a bit more long term by using indices from the wax up. Or I could ask technician to make me a one block of a PMMA or a composite sort of a, a, a block which mimics my wax up and just bond it to the teeth directly. And that would be sort of where patient cannot floss. They're connected, but that will they will keep your raised OVD so then you don't lose it over the time when patients waiting to get that TMJ sorted, muscle sorted, or patient waiting to get used to with anterior teeth. But until and the patient's used to what we have given patient, I will not move on to the posterior teeth. But once patient is used to with that, and assuming if that is appointment number six, because that happens most of the time that patient's generally happy with that and if that happens then you can there's no reason why you cannot take impressions for your second wax up which is posterior wax up now when you are going to ask technician to do this wax up you're going to ask technician to do alternative tooth wax up so you can take indices when you're building using stamp technique for posterior teeth so first model let's say if you're building four five six seven then the first model technician will build four and six, leaving five and seven out. And then he, technician will duplicate those models. And on the previous model, which he's already waxing up or she is waxing up, they will continue doing the wax up and finish the wax up of all four teeth. And you can make two indices, first indices of the duplicated model with alternative wax up. And the second indices will be for the full wax up. And now we are going to go with appointment number seven. Now appointment number seven is buildup of one side or one arch of the teeth. Now this is really up to you whether you fancy one side or one arch. If I have really good confidence in my technician that they can make really good in diet restoration, 
because many times posterior teeth, even if you're doing direct adhesive full matrix construction, maybe a couple of teeth may need indirect restoration. If that's the case, then I would still build up the teeth which I need to build first and then prepare for teeth for the indirect restoration. So when you are building teeth up, you have option of either one side at a time or one arch at a time. You just for sake of ease, I tend to do one side at a time because then patient has other side to eat and I don't have to worry about temporizing again. So I would do one side at a time, but there is no reason why you can't do one arch at a time. If you are building one arch at a time, then do lower arch first. For the same reason we mentioned in episode one, that we want to keep our curve of speed flat. And once you've done the lower arch, lower arch buildup, and then if you're doing upper arch buildup, if you need to do some adjustment, you can use that adjustment for the upper arch. So make sure if you are building teeth, you build lower arch first. Also, the cosmetic of the curve of the arch is important in the lower arch as well. So you build the lower arch. If you're doing one side at a time, it doesn't really matter which side you're building up. You can build right or left side of the posterior teeth. It doesn't really matter. Now, there are different techniques you have in order to do posterior buildup. Indirect technique or direct technique. In the indirect technique, you have onlays. You have different onlays, lithium disilicate composite, hybrid gold onlays. You have crowns, you can do lithium disilicate crowns, again, zirconia crown, gold crowns, PFM crowns. So there are lots of options you have. With regards to direct restoration, you have stamp method using Exaclear or Memosil. Again, as I mentioned in the last episode, that Exaclear is my material of choice, which is provided by GC. You have putty indices, you can do putty indices, you can do direct freehand buildup. After all these methods, stamp method is my favorite method because there is no guesswork. Putty index, when you are doing using this putty index technique where you can take the indices of the wax up and then you cut that indices from the buckle cusp tip and then you can push the composite from the buckle corridor, buckle sort of a space into the tooth and just pack the composite and cure it. And that's usually, that technique is kind of, I'm not sure, I've never seen that is being used. Um, that is some uh, a product of my lateral thinking when I went to mentor one of the dentists and um, she did not have Memosil. Um, she ordered, uh, sorry, she did not have Exaclear. She ordered it um, and the practice didn't have it. So we had to sort of improvise. And, you know, the technique worked really well, but it is stressful. You you never know whether you pushed enough and it's coming out from the other side. So it's, it's kind of an emergency technique, but ideally you want Exaclear uh, using STEM method. Now, once you have built one side, you can then give patient a break and call patient in a few weeks time and build the other side. Once that's done, you need to then check occlusion. And now we are going back to our understanding of Michigan splint. So we are going to try and get mutually protected occlusion where you have in very light contact, upper anterior teeth are just in contact. So it holds the shim stock, but when you pull, shim stock come out. When patient clench nice and tight, then it holds the shim stock, shim stock anterior teeth, two to two. Um, canine have a little bit heavy contact. Lateral guidance will be in on canine and all the posterior teeth will have at least one single point contact. I don't really achieve 
tripodization, which used to be a gold standard when I was a student, but it's very difficult to achieve tripodization. And because of that, I tend to aim for cusp tip to flat surface contact. So I don't want my contact on inclined plane, definitely not, but I want my contact on a flat surface. And once, as far as I have that one contact per tooth, I'm happy. Or one contact per cusp, it's even better. And then I'm making sure that I'm checking occlusion. There is no interferences. There is no non-working side contacts because in, hopefully there won't be any because, you know, we've done the wax up in such a way that we avoid these kind of contacts. And that's the whole purpose of doing full mouth reconstruction. One of the reasons is that you can eliminate these sort of indirect or um, unappropriate contacts, which um, are not good for occlusion so you know you have these interferences and again i don't like to call it interferences but i guess you can call it interferences if it's you're in your restoration because you just made them and you created them it's not natural so um but you don't want them in your restoration so you need to check occlusion really well after you finish your appointment seven you i then really um do uh, assessment so i would see patient again in appointment eight to do the other side of the build-up so let's say i've done the right side upper and lower posterior teeth on appointment seven on the left side upper and lower posterior teeth i'll do appointment eight and again i'll repeat the same same concept of occlusion i'll make sure it's mutually protected and patients happy with that I will then review patient in appointment number nine and I will keep reviewing patient until patient is happy. And I feel that now we can move on to the next step because these patients are many time broxist. You want to protect their restorations. So in appointment nine, let's say everything's fine. Patient's happy with it. I'm happy with the restoration. There's no chipping or fracturing, anything going on and everything's really good. Then you can take you can now just think about stabilization, okay, So and protection. So to stabilize and protect teeth, you can either give patient Michigan splint, which is my go-to appliance. Um, it could be old style, but still it works really well. So I give patient Michigan splint after I finish any full mouth reconstruction. Arguably, if patient has erosive air and no broxist, uh, tendency, then you could give patient soft night guard to protect, as, as just to protect your restorations. However, we know that there are some studies which suggest that if you use soft night guard, then that can actually induce bruxism. But if patient cannot get used to with hard mouth guard and patient has got erosive air, then I am, I, I can accept giving patient soft night guard. I have um, had patients who can tolerate it really well and they don't have any issues. The third method of protecting or stabilizing patient's occlusion or teeth is giving patient a six retainer. Because if patient, many patients, if they follow my instruction, they would have had braces. They would have had ortho, some sort of orthodontic movement. Because as I said in my first podcast, that, that if the teeth are in the right place, then full mouth reconstruction becomes really easy. You know, you, you follow steps and you reach your goal if the teeth are in where they should be. Most of the time, the problem happens when the teeth are not where they're supposed to be. And um, this is not, it's not right or wrong. It's just 
it's just the way it is. So if a patient has had orthodontic treatment, then you need to have some sort of orthodontic retention. And that's when patient will wear Essex retainer. But because patient will wear upper and lower Essex retainer, um, it should be fine. They will protect all the teeth. Now, the question was that patient has um, got TMJ problem and patient needs sort of um, some sort of um, splint. Now, in that case, you could give patient B splint, which with the coverage of upper and lower teeth to protect them from movement. But you can't give patient Michigan splint on one arch and then give patient um, SX retainer for the other arch to protect the protect the teeth. So this is this is the appointment number nine, where you're going to give patient you're going to decide whether you're going to stabilization or not. Upon number 10, you're going to fit either Michigan splint, Essex retainer, or whatever um, sort of protection you're going to give it to patient. And upon number 11, you're going to then review this Michigan splint, Essex retainer, or soft night guard, and just see how things are going. In that appointment, you are going to then set up, set patient for regular checkups. In regular checkups, you're going to assess condition of your composite. So you're going to assess uh, whether there is any chipping. If there is, you will repair it, polishing needed, um, any staining of the composite. You're going to assess patient's occlusion because as we discuss, as I keep telling everyone that occlusion changes. And this is really important when if you are restoring implants and you'll see massive differences because implant is fixed and you see really how much occlusion can change even within a year or two. And you are obviously putting patient under regular hygiene appointments. So that's it. So you have these 11 appointments, full mouth reconstruction. Now, I must admit that it is never 11 appointments. So I never finish full mouth reconstruction in 11 appointments. But these appointments, if you consider them as steps, then uh, that is more appropriate rather than appointments. Because as I said, some appointment can be divided into two appointments. It can take time. Uh, you might want to see patient for more review appointments rather than going straight one to one after another. So you will have more than 11 appointments. And now you need to understand and realize why it is important for you to charge patient for appropriate treatment. In the next podcast, I will discuss about charges and how to try and how to plan your treatment um, and how to present that treatment to your patient. So I hope you enjoyed this four episodes uh, of step-by-step technique of doing full mouth reconstruction and I am looking forward to seeing you in the next one.